Hey guys, real good podcast here. Um, and boy, is this mic killing it. I gotta say, the mic has exceeded my expectations. I've gone to look at other podcasts, and I gotta say, I prefer my sound. If you like my sound, you let me know because that gummit, I'm proud of it. For the longest time, I couldn't even, I couldn't be proud of my content because my sound was so miserable. But now this sound is so freaking good. And I hope you guys start listening to the podcast more because the sound is really good stuff. Um, all right, so today we're going to talk about another story. Uh, this had to do with the time when I was in high school. And uh, I had some brothers and friends that were in university and, um, well, yeah, university and, or college, junior college. And they, they lived in like, uh, they lived in an apartment together in the small town. But the, uh, the apartment was probably the cheapest apartment in all of Gadsden. Which is uh, saying something because Gadsden, whoo, it has some dumpy places. So that that we called it APT number seven um, because the apartment number, I think there was eight apartments in the facility, maybe more, maybe ten, but theirs was number seven. Uh, maybe there was twelve. Theirs was number seven, and it was a little two-story deal with like you know, you know, whatever. Uh, it was one of those things where all the doors were outside you know to the outside and then there was just like the little walking path where you could just like go in any door you wanted and uh it wasn't fully occupied the the apartment complex somehow wasn't fully occupied because the price was uh i want to say 260 a month i think that's what the price was 260 a month and that was going to be split three ways which is uh i mean you do the math that's cheap and uh the location was actually really good that's the weird thing. It was a trashy, very trashy apartment with very trashy people. But the price was phenomenal, and the uh, the location was surprisingly incredible. Uh, I mean, you know, you had a Chick-fil-A no more than a quarter mile away. The shopping mall was about a quarter mile away. So it's like, well, what are you going to do, man? That is freaking legitimate. So they... Um, they got this apartment, and uh, the landlord's name was Vicky, and she was pretty much like a uh, an extreme smoker, white trash, total piece of crap. And I don't know if she inherited these apartments or what, but dadgummit, she was a freak. And she never did maintenance on the apartments. Like These things were, <laughs> were bad in some situations, and she, you know, she just left it be. But... Um, but yeah, so they moved in, and this was like a big deal, because it was the first time anybody within my little group that I hung out with had uh, had moved out and gotten their own place. So I was stoked about it. Everybody was stoked about it, because we knew now we had an official hangout spot. And the apartment was pretty big. It was a two-bedroom apartment, uh, and the rooms weren't small. The living area wasn't very small. The kitchen was decent size. And then, of course, it had the bathroom. And... Uh, it was a very cozy feeling place too. Like it was trashy. It was definitely trashy, but it was very well put together. Is what I have to say. The whole thing was carpet, and uh, we we found some good furniture to put in there. Very comfortable. Very. Oh, it was nice. I can't say enough good things about that place. But uh, yeah, and like uh, it was a brick building, 
So in the wintertime, the brick would heat up during the day and kind of keep you warm in there. Uh, and in the summertime, you know, we had a little AC unit, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, solid place, though. Definitely a solid place. But, uh, you know, uh, the neighbors consisted of... There was a black guy. Can't remember his name. We'll just call him Jerome. Uh, I think he dealt dr uh, weed. I want to say is what he did. Um, and then maybe he had a job somewhere else. And uh, he was cool. Never gave us any problems. I think he... Uh, invite us over a couple times maybe you know talk to us a little bit uh then we had a uh, guy underneath us uh named nick now nick was sketchy he was a white guy and he was like covered in tattoos super tall and these weren't like normal like oh i'm you know a hipster tattoos these were like uh this dude probably got a lot of these in prison he looked so sketchy like when you picture criminal in your head this is the guy you're gonna see Looked like he was probably on drugs. Probably had guns and crap in his house. Uh, he worked at a pizza place, uh, surprisingly enough. And I think that was like the big thing he had going for him. That he, he finally had a job at a pizza place. And then we had uh, the, these people that we called the gummos. And they were underneath the, the apartment. And uh, they were just a hardcore trashy family. Like, they drove a station wagon that was from, like, I don't know, the 80s. Super trashy looking. Uh, their mom, I think, worked at Jack's, which is like a meth head restaurant in Alabama. And, uh, yeah, so the father, I don't, I, I don't know what his deal was. Uh, I know Nick. They would get Nick to babysit their kids a lot, which is ridiculous. Because Nick <laughs> looks like the last guy you would want to be around your kids but uh he would happily babysit the kids for him and uh you would always hear yelling always hear kids crying there was no telling what went on in that house but uh it was extremely trashy i'll tell you that much uh from time to time they would talk to us uh, about a thing or two or whatever maybe complain about something um but for the most part everybody in the community was not not too bad honestly um so that house went well you know those were the glory days of us you know, living outside of our mom's house. Now, I didn't pay rent there. I didn't officially live there, but I was there a lot. I would just go over there, uh, spend the night, wake up the next day, ride my bicycle to uh, school, and I would do that a lot. Uh, it's where I had my first beer was in that house. Very special moment for me. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of good memories in that house. I will say uh, one cool thing that happened when we were at, when we were at that house was um, we... Yeah, we had uh, me and my brother worked at a chicken restaurant, um, and at the restaurant, some idiot—you know—it's fast food place. There's going to be idiots doing stupid crap. Some idiot put hose water in the chicken buckets, uh, I guess, to like thaw the chicken out or something. I don't know, and, or you know, wash the chicken, whatever the freak they do with the chicken. And uh, so all the chicken—it uh, was—I kid you not—like five buckets, and these buckets probably had like. I don't know, 600 chicken strips in each one. I mean, it was a lot of chicken, maybe a thousand chicken strips. And uh, yeah, so everything tastes like hose water. So when you cooked it up and gave it to the guests, it uh, tastes a little bit like hose water. And the guests were like, oh, well, what the freak is this? So they realized there was no hope for the chicken. So they're like, look, if y'all want this chicken, you can have it. So we ended up getting like two full buckets of it. And uh, it was always in that apartment. So if anybody ever wanted chicken, we always had hose water chicken that you could just like grill up put in with a salad or whatever the freak you wanted to do with it and uh it lasted us a long time i, I don't know if they ever made it through the chicken 
Maybe they did. I know one of the guys there loved it. He would eat it all the time. And, uh, you know, a couple of the other guys would eat it sometimes too. But it was solid stuff. Um, so, you know, the, things were going good there. But then something, yeah, they got evicted. Uh, Vicky had finally had it with them. I don't know. I, I think she had big issues with how many vehicles they had because they had three vehicles. Um, and that, you know, there was only supposed to be, I think, two people living there. So it didn't make sense for there to be three vehicles. And it was always super crowded, um, barely any space to park. And it was just driving Vicky crazy. And she was like, F yard, you got to get out of here. You either get rid of the vehicle or you get the freak out of here. And, uh, so eventually, you know, they tried to fight it. Well, one of the guys, my friend, was uh, like, Vicky really liked him. But then my brother, she hated. So every time she would have a complaint, we would always send my friend out there. Because I, I don't know what it was. We always give him heck for it. Like he banged Vicky or something. And that's why she treated him so good. But, <laughs> but she liked him and she respected him. And he would always try to be the guy that's like, hey, now hold up, Vicky. Don't evict us. Come on. Let's just talk this out. And he was really good at talking to her. But eventually it was just too much. And she couldn't handle it anymore. She hated my brother so much that she was just like, get out. So they got evicted. They had nowhere to go. Uh, but they did not want to go back with their parents. Because the parents' place was just, uh, it's oh man, not a place you want to be. Definitely not. Especially my friend. When he moves out, they don't want you really moving back. They're just kind of like, all right, dude. You were out of here. Get out again. We don't want you coming back. Um, and, you know, I, remind, uh, I remember when we left Vicky's place on her dumpster area, my friend uh, graffitied, I want to say uh, Vicky sucks or something like that, like something negative towards Vicky <laughs> on the uh, the side of the dumpster where everybody on the street could see it. And uh, we went by there like, you know, a couple days later and she had painted over it. But uh, we left our message, that's for dang sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they, they got evicted and they had to find a new place. And the new place is where the problems came in. Uh, the new place was in a terrible location. Ghetto as crap. Uh, the house itself was big and it was cheap. It was probably near the same price, maybe 300 or something like that split three ways. So it's like 100 bucks a pop. But the problem was it was a house. So you didn't like, you know... You're not going to get any sponging off of your neighbor's whatever, your heat. Like, you know, in the other place, I felt like the heat that our neighbors were using was like coming up through the floor and we were getting the benefit off of it. It was also well insulated. So any heat that got in there, it stayed. But with this new house, like uh, what ended up happening, how they found this house is my brother. Um, he was like. Oh, he's always been fascinated by like little cool, interesting secrets in houses. And he found a, uh, a little attic area that was like something you would see out of a movie or something where it's like, oh, what's this door? And then they go up these little riggedy stairs and it's like, oh my gosh, there's a cool little room up here that I can hang out when my parents are fighting or something like that. And uh, so he just thought that was the coolest thing ever. And he's like, oh, well, I'm definitely living up there. And that's going to be my spot. Yeah, you know, this house, we're getting it. And nobody else really looked at it. So we just kind of took his word for it. Now, again, I wasn't renting the place, but I was over there a lot. So everybody just kind of took his word for it that, oh, this place is ham. Okay, he says it's good. All right, let's go in. Let's do it. So 
they they get the place, they sign the lease, whatever, and then everybody shows up and they're like, oh, this isn't so bad, you know, it is pretty big. Uh, it had like a dining room, uh, two bedrooms plus the attic area, and like a chill room or whatever. But the design of the house was weird. It was like there wasn't actually a bedroom in the entire house. Whoever designed the house didn't know what the freak they were doing because every room borderline had a door that was going right to the outside. And if it didn't have a door going to the outside, it was, uh, you know, it had a bathroom connected to your room. So it's like whoever needed to go to the bathroom was going to go in there. Um, so, yeah, there wasn't really a bedroom. It was all just kind of like people had to put curtains over their door because their doors didn't have a door. And uh, it was just a poorly designed thing. On top of that, uh, the entire house was slanted, we found out pretty quick. And, like, you would open up a certain door and it would come slinging open. And you would try to open up another door and it wouldn't open. It would just stay shut. So the whole house was slanted and badly slanted. Uh, and it was honestly obvious. It was so slanted you could tell just when you were walking in there that something was off. Uh, it looked like it had like really nice kitchen floor. But that just turned out to be cheap you know, plastic bull crap that just peels up. Um, and the place honestly sucked, man. It had no insulation whatsoever. I'm talking, there was like cracks in the daggum wall where you can see the outside when you were in there. So zero insulation. It was old as dirt. Terrible neighborhood. Their, their neighbor, I'm not even lying. This is legitimate. He was a meth head. Hold up. Fireworks going off. Um, give me just a minute. Whatever. You can hear me talking over it. So he was a meth head. Straight up meth head. And uh, I think after a while they were living in there, I think he ended up getting like arrested or something happened to him. He, he had to move out and leave. But he was always coming up to their, <laughs> their house and trying to talk to him. Um, and his name was Mark, but he would say it like Morrow. He'd be like, my name Morrow. It's like, what? He was insane, dude. But uh, yeah, so they, you know, they tried to make the most of it, whatever. They moved in in the summertime, so you couldn't really see where the big problems were coming in when it came to cold weather so it was just kind of like oh whatever you know it's it's a house it's in a decent location what i mean you know as far as conveniency to you know the city uh city center but um you know it's definitely a hood neighborhood and uh so yeah so okay so they the everything's going decent whatever we're having some trashy get-togethers there people you know getting you know whatever wasted being idiots uh, a bunch of interesting guests come over whatever uh, there would be times when neighbors would come over and try to hang out with us and it's like oh god and they were so trashy um but it was a decent little you know decent little setup in there uh, my friend had stolen some cable so we had cable tv uh, he was he was always good with that. He always knew exactly how to get the free cable, and he would he, he didn't even watch TV. That's the thing. The guy did not give a crap about cable TV, but he loved the idea of stealing the cable. So he was always there within the first day or two of moving in. He was getting you free cable. That was always a big benefit to him. Um, but anyway, so uh, everything is going decent, and then sure enough, the winter months come around, and during the winter months, this is when they began to realize that this place was a problem. And, uh, you know, it got cold. Now, these guys, they won't turn on heat and they won't turn on AC. They won't do it. 
their rent is dirt cheap, but they're refusing to do it. And like, you know, at the time you can kind of justify it. It's like, oh yeah, we're trying to live as cheap as possible. That's that's the deal. That's what we do. That's how we roll. And it's like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. Live as cheap as possible. Don't pay for heat. You know, you can live without heat. You're not going to die. Uh, but then looking back on it, you know, once you graduate and get your job, you've made all that heat money that you would have spent on heat your entire college career. And you probably make that back in maybe four days, five days, a week. And you've already made all that money back. So it's like, come on, dude, just pay for the heat. It's probably going to cost each person like 30 bucks a month. But uh, nobody would do it. So heating was not going to happen, straight up. Uh, they tried uh, some ways to get around this. They went with the approach of heat blankets, which if you've ever tried, can be decent, but they can be very dangerous. They start a lot of house fires. Uh, so heating blankets, two of them went with that approach. And then one of them uh, you know, went with just like that, put a heater in your room, whatever. And uh, which was fine and dandy when you're sleeping, but for the rest of the time when you're in the house during the day, uh, you, y your life sucks. You can't hang out. Like, you can't go to the living room and be like, oh, let's chill out, watch a movie tonight. Because the entire time you're freezing your A off. And, you know, this is in Alabama, so Alabama's not known for getting, you know, super cold. But this was one of the coldest winters I remember growing up. And maybe a lot of that had to do with the fact that I was in the the, the house most of the winter. But gum it was cold. Like, I remember my friend, he worked at AutoZone, which is like a little auto repair shop, whatever. They sell stuff for cars. And uh, he would look forward to going to work because the work environment at least had heat. So he's like, oh, good gosh, thank goodness. Let me go to work. And, you know, when he got off, it was right back into the bullcrap house. It was freezing cold. And he ended up getting sick, pretty badly sick. Most of the winter, he was coughing the entire time. And he always looked like, I was like, dang, man, is this guy going to be okay? Because he legitimately looked badly sick. I was like, dang, is this worth it? Um, and the, the problem was, this is where it became a big issue, is uh, Everybody else, they lived there, so they were prepared. They had their little beds. They had their heating blankets, their heaters. But when I was there, I didn't have anything. I mean, I had the sofa. That was it. And in that room with the sofa, it's freaking freezing in that room. So I would get like a measly little bullcrap blanket, and it was not a good blanket. Let me just tell you right now. Very small blanket. And it would just be me, the blanket, and just try to get to sleep. And I remember there was one night where it was the most unbearable night of my entire life. I kid you not. And let me set the record straight. You know I've slept outside on a rock. I've slept in a dumpster before. I've uh, I've slept, you know, on the streets before. I've done some pretty bad sleeping. But this one took the cake. And let me just tell you why. Uh... A, it was freezing cold, but I had no nothing to prepare myself for this coldness, okay? So I could not get to sleep. I couldn't do it. I was so freaking cold. My hands were ice. My feet were ice. And uh, it was just, no, there was no hope. It was not going to happen. So I was like, well, I guess uh, I got to do something. Otherwise, I'm not going to sleep tonight. So I went up to my brother's room, and I was like, hey, man, can I sleep in here with you? Like, oh, no, no, no. That, that, that was later on. So... In the beginning, I was like, what do I do? What do I do? So I saw a candle, 
And I was like, oh, okay. So maybe I can get this candle, light it up, and then I can just benefit off of the candle heat. So and I know <clears throat> I know this sounds dangerous, but at the time I was desperate. I uh, I put the candle underneath the cover with me and like, you know, kind of had my knees up so there would be room for the candle to go. And I just tried that for a while. But even that, it wasn't getting to my feet. It wasn't getting to my hands. It was just kind of like the overall temperature inside the blanket got a little bit better. But it's such a hazard, and I knew it was a hazard, that I was paranoid to fall asleep. Because if I did, who the freak knows what's going to happen? Who knows? Maybe the, uh, my knees will end up going down, and then boom. The candle catches the blanket on fire. Sure enough, I'm on fire. That's no good. So I tried it, and it was not working. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I eventually had to make my way up to my brother's um, room in the attic, which was tiny, by the way. And uh, I, I just brought the, the cushions off of the couch with me, and I just ended up sleeping in the room with him. But that was miserable as well because even his room was freaking cold. He had a better sheet, and he had a mattress, so I guess he could bear it. But, oh, my gosh. Uh it was nothing to mess around with. I'll tell you that much right now. It, and it was always that way. It was always that way when it was me or my friends or whoever living in an apartment before we had graduated. It was always like no heat, no air. Deal with it. And it's like, oh, I don't know why we took that approach. I'll tell you right now, I think if you asked every one of them, do you regret it? They would say they regretted it. Um, I mean, there was legitimately a time in that apartment where the uh, the toilet, the toilet water had frozen, and somebody took a crap on the frozenness, and uh, it went yeah, it just stayed there. You couldn't flush the toilet, so the crap was just there. I'm assuming the turd froze. That's how bad it was. It was unbelievably bad. So yeah, you could imagine. Um, and, and Lord knows they weren't having hot uh, showers on the day. I guarantee you they weren't. I think a couple of them were members of the YMCA, so they could just go there to take a hot shower. I think a lot of them went out there in the sauna. That would be like their time during the day to heat up. But man, what a nightmare that situation was. <clears throat> I mean, I, I lived homeless at a university for a year and a half, and it was luxury. Luxury compared to what they were doing. The TV was about the only thing that was worth a crap in that house. Uh, it was bad. But uh, that's it for the... The apartment stories, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. And I know you guys are loving this, Mike. And I will see you next time on Real Good Podcast.